and welcome back to the ADHD Friendly Podcast. I'm Patty Blinderman. I'm a professionally certified ADHD coach with over 10 years experience. I'm a mom of four and have a lot of ADHD impacts in my life and in my family. And my passion then is finding ADHD friendly tools, resources, and tips to create more ease in our lives. And I bring them here and share them, share them with you in the hopes that they do the same in your life. Today, I'm going to be sharing a celebration related to my 23 in 23 list. And it's a reward that I gave myself. So I'll be talking about that. And then I'm going to share an ADHD friendly palm tool. And that ties to my topic for today. It's a special 10 episode. And in case this is the first time you're hearing me talk about that, every 10th episode now I'm focusing on personal owner's manuals. So this is my 70th episode. So I'm going to be focusing on a palm tool I'm going to share and um, talking more about your personal owner's manual and how to use it to support yourself in your life. And then of course, at the end, I'll highlight what's coming up in the next episode of ADHD Friendly. So let's jump into my celebration. And that is my 23 and 23 reward. So I am doing, um, instead of resolutions, I'm keeping a list of 23 things I want to accomplish in 2023. And one of those things is to get outside 23 minutes every day in 2023. I live in the Chicago area, so that's not the easiest thing to do um, with the extreme cold that we can have here. And so I made a, a reward for myself to kind of build this in a little bit more intentionally. And the reward is that if I was able to get outside every day, I would get myself something called jetty poles. So I read about these um, in my Good Housekeeping magazine, it was listed as one of the best fitness in 2023 article to increase the effectiveness of, of walks. Walking is my kind of go-to activity, um, especially because it's cold outside. The goal is to get outside, not to technically walk, but I like to tie it to doing something active. So my 23 minutes outside, I'm either shoveling snow or walking so far this year. So. Um, I bought these jetty poles. So they're, they can be found at jettyfit, J-E-T-T-I-F-I-T.com. And they come in three different colors, a very vibrant yellow, a very bright pink, and this blue. And I got mine with the optional lights. And so I got the, the bundle with the lights because I like that when you turn them on, you can see when I'm, they're not going to show up too well. I don't think in the, um, oh, there you go, um, in the video. But if you're listening to this, I always invite you to check out if you want to see anything I'm showing on my YouTube channel, ADHD Friendly Podcast, where you can see everything I'm going to be highlighting in this episode. But what I like about them is they each weigh about a pound. And the website says that you'll burn 56% more calories, lose more weight, and have more fun with every jetty walk. Um, I used these on the last day of January to complete my goal of getting outside every day, even though they were my reward for finishing out January, I needed them to kind of get myself out of the house because it was so cold. Um, they did help me feel a little bit more stable because there was still some ice patches and slick spots on the road. Um, 
whether or not I burn more calories, I don't know, but they are sparkly and they I got out of my head. I was a little in my head thinking, I'm going to look funny walking around with these sticks, but it was so cold that I just decided there's nobody out there because it's so cold, which was true. And it was a good time to try them. And so now that I've used them and I've done them a couple of times since I am enjoying them. And so I just wanted to highlight them here that this was something that pulled me into my, um, my goal of getting outside every day to kick off January. And now I feel like I'm building up some good momentum to keep it going. So building in rewards is always something that's important for me to keep up with my goals. So I just want to share that celebration that I got my stick, my jetty sticks as my reward. And now they're still very sparkly and hopefully will continue to be to keep pulling me into keeping up with my goal of getting outside 23 minutes every day in 2023. All right. So now on to an ADHD friendly palm tool. So this is a special 10 episode. So I'm going to be highlighting things that really can help build your personal owner's manual. This is my personal owner's manual. I always keep it right here handy where I have tons of resources that work to support me and I have them in different categories. So this will be a tool that I add to my personal owner's manual. So because my intention is to get outside every day, I really had to think about what are the obstacles to doing that, especially when it's so cold um, here. It was easier at the beginning of the month because it was a little, we had a bit warmer than normal January here in Chicago. But what I did was I tracked, I'm holding up a calendar where I tracked the highs and lows of every day. And we really had a lot of days where the highs were always above freezing. So I had no difficulty at the beginning of the month, but at the end of the month, the high temperature was in the single digits. Um, and the low with the windshield was below zero. Any other day, I would have never even thought about going outside for 23 minutes. But because I had such a, a record, you know, I kind of had done it for four weeks in a row, I really wanted to keep up with it. And so what I did was I created a spreadsheet. And the spreadsheet allows me to remember with more ease, what do I wear? with different temperatures. So if the high is 30, I'm gonna wear something different than if the high is 20 or if the high is 10. And so I made a chart and I literally just wrote down my temperature range on the left. And then I have coat, gloves, earmuffs, um, hand warmers, hat, foot warmers. Um, I have a neck and face scarf that I'll pull up when it's really cold. And then if I have to double pants, because my legs, like if everything else is warm and my legs are the only thing that's cold, it gets pretty distracting. So I have like little notes, like if it's windy, I might want to do that. And so it just reminds me if it's this temperature, all I need is a coat. If it's this temperature, you're going to want to add your gloves and your earmuffs. And it just took out the resistance I was going to have to walking if I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to tolerate the cold. And I just keep going in and updating it as I notice different things. I haven't had to add in what will I do if it rains yet? Um, I do want to add if it's snowing to, you know, maybe think about the shoes I'll wear to make sure that I'm not going to fall. My jetty sticks, I think will help me with that too, if it's slick outside. So I'm just, it's a tool that I now created that I can keep adding to and noticing what's going to make it easier for me to keep up with this habit I'm building and if I'm going to be uncomfortable walking, if I perceive I'm going to be uncomfortable walking, it can get in the way of even doing it. So having a chart that I've already decided this temperature works for me, if I wear these things, it just creates more ease to do it. So 
my celebration. Here's my calendar. I did every single day in January, check the box. And that felt really good. Now I'm into February and I'm keeping the momentum going because I have a tool that is a personal owner's manual tool that I can continue to use to support myself. Because what I know about my future self is if I don't capture this, because I've done this before where I didn't capture the details, the next winter I forget and I have to what I call rework. I have to do it all over again. I have to decide what temperature is it that I, I need these extra things that I'm going to you know need to wear my double um, layers of pants. And if I have to think about it, that creates resistance. So now I have it captured. It's going in my personal owner's manual and I'll just keep adding to it as I notice more things that make it easier for me to tolerate the different extreme temperatures. And that leads me to my topic for this week. And because it's our 70th, 70th episode, it is our personal owner's manual focus for the episode. And so I'm going to be highlighting the importance of fun. So I want to just invite you, if you want to check out, I did an episode back in episode 31, where I focused on the importance of play and I shared a play menu. Today, I'm going to be talking about the importance of fun. They're often linked together, but I'm going to tease out why it's so important to focus on and prioritize fun. And I even did make um, a fun menu to add to my personal owner's manual. So another new tool for my, my palm. So I'm going to start with a quote, and this is from Catherine Price, who did a TED Talk. Um, she's a science journalist, and her TED Talk is called Why Having Fun is the Secret to a Healthier Life. And she says, true fun gives us a visceral sense of lightness and joy. And I'm just going to be sharing some of the details that she shared in her talk. So she said that there's three factors that consistently are present when we're having fun. And she defines these as first playfulness. And she says playfulness is really a lighthearted attitude. So there's that play part, which is why I want you to check out the importance of play episode if that interests you to get a deeper dive in play. So the second thing is connection. Um, so she says a special shared experience, the majority of the time someone else is involved. I did identify a couple of times where I could pinpoint where I felt like I was genuinely having fun on my own, but traditionally in most cases, there's going to be somebody else. Um, and then flow. She says, you lose track of time. She says, you cannot have fun if you're not in flow because we're present. Flow is just kind of losing that sense of time and space. And you're just really present in the moment and having fun is joyful. So the, the way to have more fun, she said, is to focus on those three ingredients, focus on playfulness, connection, and flow. Flow being that where you lose the sense of time, you're just fully present and in the moment. So the ways to do that more often are to first reduce distractions. So if you think about anything that would distract you or take you out of flow, because remember, if you're not in flow, you're not having fun. And that could be phones, that could be, you know, anything that's going to be pulling your focus, TV, something that, you know, I think of digital things most often as pulling my focus away from what I'm doing. So reducing distractions. The second would be to prioritize being with people in real life. So if that's possible, being with people live. And I know I've been able to achieve this on Zoom calls. I have, I have people in my life I can't be with in person, but I've, I've noticed I can have fun when we're laughing over, you know, something in our conversation over a Zoom call. I have coffee with friends, like virtual coffee, virtual lunch with friends. And it is, we do achieve that state of flow and have fun um, in those calls. So real life to me, I take being 
in real time. But again, make it work for you as with anything. Um, the third is to increase playfulness by finding opportunities to rebel. I'm not much of a rebel, so that one didn't resonate as much for me, but I'm sharing it in case it does for you. And then to prioritize fun, that definitely resonates with me. So treat fun as though it is important because it is important. Um, and so I create, like I always do a palm tool because I understand all of this. It makes sense as I'm reading it and I'm thinking about it, but to put it in place in my actual life, I need something concrete and visible. You know, I always share that external concrete and visible tool that is going to make it possible for me to do that with more ease. So to do that, I started just thinking about when have I experienced true fun by myself or there are times where I can create that. And really the, there are been moments where I've done it knitting, but not often. I love knitting, but I wouldn't say I get into a sense of flow and fun very often. Um, but I do with jigsaw puzzles. Jigsaw puzzles is my easiest solo thing that I can do on my own, depending on the puzzle. Now I did, I did an episode back in episode 40, where I really dove into what is it about puzzles that allow me to feel like I'm really having playful fun where I lose that sense of time. And I literally have to set timers. Um, so I don't forget, you know, to transition to something because I will just be so involved and I just love it so much. It feels like play. Um, but for the most part, they are times when I'm with other people. And so I made a fun PDF, a fun menu PDF that's available in the show notes. I'm just going to hold it up and show you what it looks like. And you could literally just write in the boxes, the different activities to remember, like literally a menu. So if you're like, oh, you know, I want to intentionally schedule time for fun or, you know, look at where's an opportunity where I can get together with friends and family members and have fun. What is it that we do that feels like that we're going to have those opportunities to have more fun, capturing them, right? Making it easier. So your brain doesn't have to decide in the moment or think about it. That takes effort using your brain to make decisions over and over again, reduces the energy you have to do the other things in your life that you want to do. So make it easier by creating a menu. I've shared before, because I'm so visual, a list of words works for me, but pictures works even better. So what I did was I, I started pulling pictures for my, this is going to be my fun menu. I'm adding to my palm and I have jigsaw puzzles. I have, you know, laughing with friends, playing games, um, times that I had fun with Complete ease. We're both at Disney World and Harry Potter um, Wizarding World, where there were certain rides. I remember the first time I rode Soren at Disney World, and I just was crying. I was laughing so hard. And, and same thing with the Harry Potter World. Being outside in snow, playing in any way in snow is always fun to me. Playing yard games, um, playing board games. I just love it so much. I added bumper cars here because I remembered um, any kind of like um, go-kart racing or bumper cars. I just, I don't know why it just is always fun to me. It just creates that, that sense of, you know, I can't believe the time's over and the ride's almost, you know, the ride's over already. So I'm just starting to build my menu. And again, I'm looking for pictures that remind me of what it is that makes it easier for me to tap into play. And I, I'll even get more specific. So it's, you know, sitting around here, I have like sitting around the fire and laughing. Um, I love to make s'mores. What are the conditions that lead to opportunities to have fun more often? So I'm pulling like specific games that I know my family and I play well together where there's not as much tension or as chances for 
um, it to kind of devolve from emotional dysregulation. So I'll, I'll get even more specific as I keep adding to my fun menu, which does feel like it's broken out a little differently than my play menu, even though they are hand in hand, I'm going to really just have fun noticing what makes it easier for me to have fun and what things am I playing or being playful with that contribute to that feeling that I'm in flow and I'm really having fun, that fun with connection and flow that, that I'm prioritizing it and putting it in my life more often because I've created a way to do it with more ease. So again, that PDF is in the show notes if you'd like to start building your fun menu and just prioritize a little bit more fun in your life. All right. So just to recap, I talked at the very beginning about my celebration of my jetty poles with my 23 and 23 list. If you want to check those out, it was um, the website link will be in the show notes for you to visit that. If you want to look, look at that for yourself. Um, I shared my ADHD friendly personal owner's manual palm tool of my spreadsheet that helps me to get outside because I've decided what I'll wear depending on the temperature in advance. So I don't have to think about it. I already know, oh, it's in this temperature range. This is what I wear. And then I talked about the importance of fun and a fun menu to capture those things that allow you to have fun with more ease. And there's a PDF of that in the show notes. If you want to try making your own menu of fun to add to your personal owner's manual. Because again, this was a special 10 episode where we're highlighting the importance of capturing what works for you so you can use it more intentionally and more easily to support yourself in your life. If you haven't started your palm, I invite you to check out my website, adhdfriendly.com. I have tons of resources on there that can get you started and a lot of free tools that will allow you to um, download a free mini palm and just begin starting yours. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then next time in the next episode, I'll be talking about Costco and why I find it ADHD friendly. Until the next time, tally ho.